0: Welcome back to another brand new episode of the Seven Lakes Sports Podcast. James Kovaleski here, joined by James Bramlett. And this is a really special treat for me. This is our uh, one of our first repeat guests. Uh, coach Bramlett joined us in the fall. He is the head tennis coach here for the Spartans. And, Coach, let's let's kind of talk about that because that's a unique aspect of tennis where your your season is competitive kind of year-round and throughout both the fall and spring, you know, semester. So can you kind of describe... For maybe some some team sports fans that aren't aren't as as used to that setup, or just kind of uh, what all that entails.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird sport, um, and you know, I I answer this question you know fifty times a year. You know, what what are y'all y'all are playing right now? Yeah, well, is it team or indiv-? It's individual, and it sure. it's uh it's different than. I mean, at golf is somewhat similar that they play all year, but you know, in the fall, it's all team. Okay, so you're trying to get 10 matches it's one team versus the other the spring is all individual right so you could have some really you know good players and they might make a run the state um otherwise on a team that you would never see deep in the playoffs Mm -hmm. so as for the athletes they kind of get the best of both worlds right if you know um you know by the end of the year everyone's i'm sure tired of each other a little exhausted so that's a little game to play but Um, The top two entries in each division move on from district to regionals to state. And you got mixed doubles, boys doubles, girls doubles, uh, boys singles, girls singles. So you got those five divisions and you're just trying to get as many teams, I mean, entries really uh, to the next round. And, uh, you know, everyone tries to end up in San Antonio at at state with uh, an entry or two. And then let's let's
0: take a look back from to the fall season. When we left you last, we were just wrapping up the regular season, preparing, you know, to advance, you know, beyond. And uh we, the season was going great. So let's let's catch up our listeners on just kind of
1: how that 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 team season uh unfolded for us. We you know, we got beat down by the woodlands pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh where we last left off. And mm-hmm. then we went into the playoffs. We beat um Cy Fair in the second round in the first round. My goodness, who did we play? We played uh I, I'm going completely blank. We played someone and we, <laughs> uh, we got past that round and 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 against Cy Fair and Cy Fair's got a pretty good little team and a real good coach there. Mm-hmm. And um we played Clements in the regional quarterfinals mm. and uh, you know, their girls' team is something else. And yeah. Yeah, we went down five two after doubles, and for the most most part, that's a death sentence. It's you know for you sure. might as well shake hands. Um, but we and then we ended up down seven two, and then I think it, it might have been nine three, and we got it back to nine eight. Wow, we won we won a girls match. We lost boys one doubles, and we lost boys two singles. We won the rest of the boys. Um, we lost two close doubles matches that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we had a freshman with everyone watching at line six, trying to stay alive down nine, eight, we we ended up losing to Clements 10, eight, mm. uh, but we battled really hard. Yeah. We came out of it uh down five, two after doubles. And like, you know, sometimes you think, well, they might throw in the towel, but they fought back. So yeah, it, it was a good year. And that's a good team. they, they ended up losing a Memorial in the finals, but they ended up number six in the state in six a, and we ended up number 11. You know, and, and so I think playing though, you, 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 you've never been one to shy
0: away from, from scheduling difficult competition. I, I remember we talked about that in the last episode and you've obviously you're going toe to toe with the best teams in the city, which and thereby the state. And so I'm curious now that you're, you're kind of your focus has turned to the individual portion of your schedule. Do you feel like that, that that team portion has did it did it in some way help prepare these current athletes to pursue their individual goals, or are they kind of are the two kind of separate entities?
1: Well, you know, you get to kind of get a look at okay what your doubles parents may be in the spring, right? You know, um, and it, the spring's really a training ground too to get ready for next fall. You know, maybe this kid's not as good at doubles, but they need to spend all spring playing doubles um so it helps in that way figuring out what strengths and weaknesses are in the fall and then Mm -hmm. saying okay well do we want to emphasize our strengths right make a deep push or do we want to get this person more prepared for next fall right so it's all such a case-by-case scenario and right right um, but you know the reason we play those tough tournaments in the spring and we play the tough matches in the fall is because you know kids don't These top-level players don't want to play, you know, high school tennis if they're not being challenged each week. Sure. And and that happens quite a bit in our sport. It's kind of odd compared to, you know, uh, a top recruit that's going to go to Texas and play football one day. They're obviously going to play high school football. Right. For tennis, if you're a top recruit and you're about to go get a D1 full-ride scholarship, a lot of times you're not playing high school tennis. Right.
0: That is interesting. So can you, let's talk about that coach. Let's unpack that a little bit for parents that are listening. And maybe you do have a young tennis phenom, you know, that, that has those kinds of that kind of potential. What, what would be your, some of your selling points for how it would be beneficial for that athlete to play high school tennis, you know, because I'm sure that some of the great athletes do play high school tennis, you know, the ones that go on to, like you said, onto big time colleges or, or even professional level. Like what are some of the advantages to, to playing for your local high school?
1: Well, I think it, you can help find another gear because yeah. um, you're out there at these USTA tournaments and it's the most awkward place in the world and parents don't know when to cheer. <laughs> and then parents are walking away from matches and screaming at other parents. And mm, it's, yeah, you know, and you're out there just on an island playing for yourself. Well, right. you know, I see some kids when they're playing for a team, you know, kind of find that a, a different motivation tool. Right. Um, and you know, when you're playing high level tennis, I mean, it, it's hard at some point not to hate the game because sure. it, it's a sure. job and yeah. you're playing hours and hours a day and traveling all across the state and country playing tournaments. And you're out there on an island, right? If you're having a bad day, you're not winning. Um, and so I, I think it helps keep that love of the game as opposed to, you know, looking at it such like a job. And that can keep you, you know, if you're having fun doing, you know, pushing yourself and your passion, you know, I think a lot of times you're going to end up a better player because of it. And there's good high school tennis. I mean, right. Westwood, the state champs, their number one boys going to Clemson on a full ride. Their number one girl going to LSU. Yep. And that boy's going to be trying to win the, the, the spring individual singles title this spring. And, uh, you know, if you asked him and his coach, they'd love high school tennis.
0: Totally agree with you, coach. And I, I mean, I've spoken with other athletes and, you know, like you said, fo- football may be kind of insulated from this, but a lot of other sports, you know, they, there is pressure to attend like club tournaments or outside mm-hmm. of school tournaments, which are the big fertile recruiting grounds. You hear that a lot, but you almost resoundingly hear those athletes say, my favorite part of the year is playing for my high school team. Yeah. That feeling of being with your classmates and having your fans in the stands and, and and cheering for you. And there's that camaraderie. You're right. I don't think that can be replaced, but. Coach, last question I have for you before we kind of move wrap up this show. Just a unique thing on tennis. You know, when I I was in high school, I I was on the track team and I threw the shot put, you know. So that was kind of an individual sport. But the difference was it was more maybe like golf where, you know, I do my throw. Competitor does his throw, right? Mm -hmm. In tennis, it's individual, but also you're going head to head against an opponent. Can you just kind of describe the the, the rash, the, the kind of the mindset you need as a tennis player to be successful. Cause that, that's a whole nother level of intensity to be just directly in competition with someone else.
1: You know, I'm probably still trying to figure that out myself, but, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, these kids, sometimes you'll have like, like our number one boy, right. He's been playing 14 unders and 16 unders. Um, and he's 15 years old, right? Yeah. Well, he's kind of been insulated from playing these boys that are 18, you know, and now right, sure an individual is sure. playing 18 year olds and stuff like that. Um, so to answer your question, what do you have to do to to unlock that potential in you against an opponent? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times it's it's having your routines and, you know, kind of ignoring, you know, you just want it to look like a blur across the net. You don't really yeah. want to, you know, consider it to be this individual with. You know, you just like playing a computer almost, you know, you can't let their antics or anything they do affect you. Um, But that's the thing. If you come watch a high school tennis match, you'll think, okay, that doesn't seem like much of a, uh, you know, a disrespectful move or anything, but there's all these weird unwritten rules of tennis and you'll see some real heated, you know, kids letting their emotions just because it's competition and it's one-on-one. It's not – you don't strike each other like a martial art, but it is that one-on-one kind of gladiator. Absolutely. Um, And there's all these unspoken rules, and kids, you know, they get heated with each other.
0: Well, Coach, you know, last thing, I mean, before we sign off here today, um, I'm sure you have – so many individual athletes that, that have an opportunity to really advance, you know, through through this portion of the season. But did you want to recognize any certain players or coaches or anything at all? You want to say uh, with the final word here, Coach?
1: Well, I have to recognize my mother because. Okay. Well, that's on the last me. podcast I gave a shout out to everyone in my family except her, and that was the first <laughs> thing she let me know. So she <laughs> she grew up in Katy, Texas. She was like, "How do you not mention me? I grew Very up cool. in Katy. I went to Katy High School back when there was only Katy High School." right um yeah. so shout out to my mother for for tolerating me and, and uh and she comes out and supports all the time um and then coach Burford on oh my you know he's the man he's he's you know he won assistant coach of the year I don't know if we had had uh I don't think that had come out yet when we last spoke but oh, okay. he won uh the Excellent. 6a assistant coach of the year so congrats to him absolutely congratulations absolutely and uh we got two new players this spring actually that are going to be big contributors they moved in um and just out of nowhere they show up like, oh what's your name and then you find out they're really good tennis player juan salinas and gracio drago they're a great That's asset awesome. for us yeah. we wish we would have had them in the fall my goodness what we could have done sure um so just excited are they seniors see. or
0: will they be back next year no they're both
1: sophomores
0: x oh i like i like the sound of that <laughs> oh my goodness we're
1: we're pretty excited we lucked out with that. So, but yeah, you know we we've got you know a good shot at every division and district. and uh, you know, we're going to send hopefully four or five entries to regionals and, and try to get one, maybe two to state would be our goal. well, coach,
0: as always, it's it's a true pleasure visiting with you. We wish you and all of your, your you know your athletes and your coaches and everyone involved in the program, the best of luck. Stick around after the break. We will welcome into the studio uh, Sean Ewing, the head golf coach for the Seven Lakes Spartans. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that visit with head tennis coach James Bramlett. And now we are moving on. We're going to head out to the links here and and join the head golf coach for the Seven Lakes Spartans, Sean Ewing. Coach, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Looking forward to this.
0: You know, Coach, one thing that I really – enjoyed throughout doing this this podcast and visiting off all the coaches is the longevity of of the coaching staff here at seven Lake. it really for parents listening this is not common in the coaching profession so it really is something to be thankful for and treasured and when i was doing my homework on you i see that you are one of the original spartans that opened the school in 2005 so can you can you speak to that because i remember i was a part of opening Ridgepoint high school you know and i was okay. there from 2010 to 2015 and already after just five years we were counting how many original Panthers there were and there weren't that many of us. That was just after five years. You're, you're approaching 20 years. (laughs) So I know there's not too many original Spartans. So can you just talk about that dynamic? First of all, how many original Spartans are left and what was it like being there for the very beginning of seven lakes high school?
2: Uh, it was awesome. So I, before, even before I came here, I was the assistant at Cinco. And so I had a little bit of a background of being the assistant golf coach there to help me out. But, uh, yeah, opening a school, you know, as was a, was just a, a great opportunity and a, a blessing and to kind of, you know, basically build this program from ground up and and I I've, I've just taken things from from people, you know, that I've known over the years to make this program what it is today. Uh, but then when it comes down to it, it comes down to our kids that we've had here all these years. Um uh, golf is such a different animal compared to any other sport. You know, if you're not out there grinding it away on your own, um, it's hard to be competitive in this sport, especially in the 6A when we started 5A right? Um, and to get going. Uh, and when it comes to how many are left of us originals, uh, there's probably maybe a handful, just like a handful of five of us that are coaches right. that are original. Uh, some some are still some sponsors like our FFA guy is still here. He's the, He's the original. Um, but coach-wise, yeah, there's not very many of us. Uh, right, yeah, I'd have to really probably look at a roster to really figure it out and and, yeah. and see. But maybe five of us tops. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of them, and obviously, I've been through. Uh, started with Kevin O'Keefe, then yep. uh, went yep. to uh, Liddell, uh, and now Jimmy. So I've I've uh, I've gone through uh, head coaches. Uh, and unfortunately, I've gone through a few assistant coaches along the way, <laughs> whether it's due to the due to their. Uh, uh, they're leaving or, or just, uh, having to you know, move on to somebody, sure. uh, that maybe wanted to come in and they, they, they did not want to be here.
0: So, um, but yeah, it's, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I am one of the long ones. Yes. Yes, sir.
0: And so you mentioned Cinco, but just for, you know, fans, I think like to know a little bit more about your background. So kind of, you know, where, where are you from? Are you a native Houstonian or kind of, what was your background? I, before I you? Actually,
2: I was, I was born here in Houston, uh, yeah. but I was raised in San Antonio. I okay. went to Convict Judson high school. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah. I'm a graduate of Southwest Texas State University yeah there you uh, go Bobcats. I have yep. not, have not <laughs> and I will not change my diploma to Texas State
0: I like it I um, like it
2: uh, and then I started teaching in 96 at uh, Spring Oaks in Springwoods high school and okay. uh, crazy enough my first head coach was Kevin O'Keefe uh, wow at, uh, at Springwoods high school yep yeah. he was he was there he was there and so uh, when he got this job and I was the assistant at, at uh, at uh, Cinco I just I called him up and I said hey I hear you're looking for a golf coach and he goes yes sir I am I go well you know we've gone to state three years in a row here and I've kind of learned the ins and outs of golf and uh yeah I'd love to be your head I'd to be your first golf coach he goes come on let's go and uh and so it was uh one of those things that obviously I still had to interview and all that fun stuff in front of Christy Whitbeck and everybody but um I was his only candidate that he, he put out in front of him and uh well I've
0: been here ever since so and you can tell this is a staff that gets along that's so, oh, yeah. have so we much
2: support each other uh, we yes. really do support each other and you know and you'll see everybody at, at, at football basketball volleyball soccer you'll see them at, at all at all sports you know and you know and you know i i i do a lot of event supervising so i'm there a lot to 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 look and then i see other you know other colleagues there so it's kind of cool you know we definitely support each other and and support the kids
0: now, coach, you know, uh, as we turn kind of, you know, to, to golf specifically, uh, you know, we just got done talking to coach Bramlett and he was describing, you know, how it really is kind of a year long season, you know, with, with uh team play in the fall and individual play in the spring. And so yeah. can you describe to, to listeners, you know, what, what is, what is the, what is the calendar like, you know, for, for a, a golfer here in 196 a.
2: Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're year round also now. Uh, so we're allowed eight individual tournaments or, or invitationals throughout the year uh, that we get to play. And so we start those basically, you know, early October. Um, and so we start practice early September, uh, start qualifying and, and doing some skills type things and getting some getting that in there. But then we'll start tournaments uh, early October. Uh, sometimes late September just depends on how it falls. And uh, and then our last tournament for the boys is this coming weekend, a um, uh, regional preview, and so uh, you know, obviously it's spread out. You know, I got 48 kids in the program, and so uh, to get every one of those close as as close to eight tournaments as I can, you know, uh, so we're, we spread out a lot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. Um, February is usually our biggest our biggest month uh, when it comes to tournaments and and, and ramping up because we're trying to get as much play as possible, uh, for our varsity kids to have two day tournaments. So they're prepared for the district, the regionals and the states that's coming up.
0: So unlike tennis though, it's just one long season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: down tennis. I think they got individuals in the, in the, individuals in the, in the, in the, the spring
0: and team in the fall. Yep,
2: okay. And then team in the fall. Right. Okay. So yeah. So they, yeah, we, we've looked into that as a state organization to see how we could maybe figure that out, how we could have two seasons like tennis, uh, it's just uh, it, it would be it'd be a lot harder for us just because we don't we don't get to use uh, district facilities. You know, we sure. got to use an outside entity and they uh, they like they like people paying money instead of uh, high school kids out there playing. So sometimes sure. it's a little difficult for us to get get those courses when we really want them.
0: Is that difficult to keep that kind of buy-in for such a long period of time? You kind of you're in season for so, such a long period. Do you, do the athletes kind it, of start getting? It, yeah, the
2: so you know, so like even I'd say yesterday in our practice, we uh, we did like a little team Ryder Cup with the boys, you know, where we've I fed uh, it's kind idea. of like we got Dell Match Play going on right now, where like one's playing six, 64 or something like that. right? well, I did one and sixteen as teammates, and I did two and fifteen as teammates, and so on and so forth. We went all yeah. all the way down. And they had a, a format that they played and we got done and they were complete. Some of them were coach, why'd you put me with God, I with it today. And then at the end of the day, they were like, coach, that was so much fun. When are we going to get to do that again? You know? And so we try to do things like that throughout the year, you know, to try break up the monotony of, you know, yes, practice, you know, three days a week, four days a week, uh, of grinding and hitting golf balls or playing tournaments and so on and so forth. So we, yeah, we try to, uh, help break that up a little bit. And plus we take about a month and a, almost a month and a half off from, you know, December to mid January.
0: And then coach, you know, you, I think that ideas like that are so creative, you know, and you mentioned your state organization, you know, you, you recently received some, some serious hardware uh, from the Houston area golf coaches association in 2021. You were named the coach of the year. I know that was a big honor for you and a reflection of your program. So, uh, you know, can you, can you, can you speak to everything that goes into winning such a prestigious award like that?
2: Uh, you know, I would like to say it's all me. I mean, uh, you know, I would say uh, 90% of the golfers could probably beat me head to head. I would out finesse them just because I'm a little bit more of a course management than they are. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, they would still probably beat me if we had to go stroke for stroke. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the amount of time that those kids put in outside of, of what I, I expect of them, uh, is what's made us successful, you know, um, you know, I try to preach that to my JV kids, you know, our, our varsity golfers, we get done playing, sometimes we play nine holes, well, they turn around, get in a cart, and they go play another nine, you right. know, or or they sit there, and they putt for another 30 minutes afterwards, uh, you know, because they know that they sucked at putting that day, uh, and so they, it, it things like that, you know, it, it's, it, I would like to say, like I said, I've taken a lot from other programs throughout the years to help, help us, which has turned around and helped us some, um, you know, I've, I've used our, our assets here at, at Seven Lakes, whether it's another coach, whether it's some parents, um, uh, you know, Mike Van hooser has been a, a very big influence on, on our program throughout the, throughout the years. And so, uh, you know, things like that to try to help us out.
0: And coach, you know, as we look ahead, you know, to your, you, the, the very competitive part of, of your season, you know, it's starting to ramp up now or this is the moment after the long lead up, it's about time to to go time. It's go time. It's go time. It's showtime. <laughs> show absolutely. So, yeah. can you just anybody or any players or, or things you want to recognize on the air for the fans listening? As far as what what are things we can expect or people we can expect to advance potentially um, as, yeah, you, as you uh, go to the tournament?
2: Our girls are still pretty strong. Uh, our number one girl, Maylin Kim, uh, she's already she's been signed, sealed, and committed to U of H for a year and a half awesome. now. Yeah. Um, and she's probably in the top five uh, in the state. Uh, in her, you know, for her, for her uh, age group or you know her her year classification, mm-hmm. and probably you know in the top twenty in the nation, uh, she's she's pretty wow. special. Yeah. Uh, when it when it comes to playing, um, she has uh, won every preview we've had. She's won every uh, she's won the district tournament the last couple of years, um, and she's won the previews uh, these past couple of previews. She's won them uh, by going under par. Uh, wow. You know, and so. Excellent. Yeah, she's uh she's uh, she's very special when it comes to that um, the, the girls right behind her L uh, freshman girl. She is, I mean, just can't say enough about her and her what she's brought to our program in the way of, uh, you know, helping everybody out uh, right behind her and uh, on the boys side. Um, you know, th- I, I, I've been putting pressure on them for a couple of years now when it comes to, you know, consistency and this and that. And they know that the last time a boys group has gone to state has been 2015. Mm. And their goal is to change that this year. And uh, uh, between Sean Nair, uh, uh, so, uh, for, uh, Junior, sorry, mm-hmm. Junior, um, who's our number one, who is pretty phenomenal, uh, um, uh, Andy Herrera. Second uh, senior, you know, that's uh, playing college golf. Uh, we have a move-in, um, uh, Ty Garrett, uh, that came in, and uh, he's uh, he, he's phenomenal. He's really helped us out. And then I got my Lee boys, my Lee brothers, uh, rounding out my top five, four and five, with yeah. a senior and freshman. And uh, you know, they 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 they've, they've figured it out, and I think they understand what it takes now, and they and they and they've also learned that that Coach Ewing is actually a pretty smart coach. Uh, I think I remember a yeah. couple of times this year, they've said, coach, uh, sorry about that shot there. Um, um, I will, I will, I will remember what you said uh, on the next <laughs> time I have that shot and uh, and play it that way instead of the way I did it. Uh, and so, uh,
0: you know, and, you know, I, can I ask so, about that coach? So, I mean, I mean, just for, for more casual fans, you know, I'm sure the, the parents of the golfers understand all this, but for some of us that maybe are, are more from team based sport backgrounds, are you, what level of coaching are you giving during these tournaments? Are you kind of like essentially like the caddy, you know, for like I am a kid. pro I'm golfer? A, I'm a, yeah,
2: I'm a caddy. So, I mean, obviously I got five on the golf course, you know, right. and playing out there. And uh, so I kind of rotate between them. Uh, but as a coach, due to, you know, our, 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 our specific things by UIL, I can coach from tee to green. And okay. so they, once they step on the green, I got to shut up uh, when right. it comes to I can't coach them. I can't tell them how it's going to break. But I can tell them how it's going to break as I walk up to the green. And there's sometimes parents will probably see me standing off the green with them with my hand around. I'm saying, okay, look, Hey, this is going to break hard left to right. Yeah, or it's going to yeah. break right to left. Okay. So you got to play this a little bit further out than what you think, because I've watched four or five putts here all day. Right. And not one of them has made it because they haven't played it out far enough. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's where it is. And I'll tell you my assistant, Mark uh, Saffron, man, he is, he is awesome because uh, he, feeds me information about the course up in front. So, like, he's usually out in front of right. us. And he'll, like, go to a par three and he'll say, okay, look, hey, K coach, just FYI, they got to play this 143 yards, you wow. know, and, and, and play it out to the right of the hole because the wind's coming off the, off the right, and it's going to push it back. And their carry has to be this. And so we work with them on, you know, what their carry is for a club. You okay. know, and we say, and we, and, you know, we don't, I don't care. I, I more want to know their carry. How far can you hit this ball when it lands on the ground? Yeah. And so we talk about that all the time about, hey, what is your carry for your 7-iron? Because that's what I need to know. Okay, well, if it's 210, then that's the club we need to hit right here because I need it to fly 210 and then roll out. And fascinating. So,
0: Fasc- it really is so, fascinating. Yeah, it,
2: it, I'll tell you, you know, and, and I'm not a fan of Bryson DeChambeau, uh, <laughs> but his, his, uh, his analytics of how he looks at things uh, when it comes to golf, it, 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 it's trickling down a little bit. You know, because you got to know those things. Uh, you know, we do have a sim room here on campus where we take the kids in and sh- get 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 their club speed, their, That's awesome. their spin rate, and all that stuff. And um, and so it, it's a uh, it's it's been you know it, it's a it's been a journey, and it's and it's crazy how much it's changed. You know, uh, from our first year that we went to state. You know, uh, a, a kid named Brian Swanson. He hits a, a shot on 18 at, uh, well, then it was, it's called Bearcat now, but back then it was Raisin's Nest up there in Huntsville, right? Yeah. And he just hits a shot on 18, makes an eagle uh, spin, you know, hits it past the hole and it spins back in for an eagle that sends us to state. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, I think back to that, you know, and then all the kids that have come through. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've gone off to college to play college golf from anywhere from A&M to Ohio State to to some NAIs in 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 Tennessee. Um, I have a head pro that's at Cordillera Ranch in, in New Braunfels now. Yeah. Um, that a member of our pro, it was a member of our program. Um, you know, uh, some are golf profe- some are golf professionals now. You know, doing stuff. Some of our turf people now. You know, laying turf, and so it's just you know, it's kind of crazy how how much was have come through here
0: that's a perfect lead-in for my last question because you you referenced that you know maybe these younger guys they, they can outdrive you or whatever you know maybe shoot better than you but you have the knowledge of the grounds you you said that and so right you mentioned the turf and so is this part of also what you're doing is you're you're very closely just monitoring the course conditions on on the on the turf itself yeah that little bit
2: because yes you have to and uh you know if it's been raining or if it's or if it's windy yeah. um or if it's you know and and we talk about that you know hey if it's going to be windy we got to hit knockdown shots we can't finish high you know yeah. you got to finish low you got to let that ball stay stay you know you don't want to get more than 10 15 feet off the ground instead of hitting a nice high flop shot you know we can't do that we got to keep the ball down and and uh, that's you know I say yeah we definitely are monitoring everything when it comes to the course we'll sometimes try to drive the course if we can Uh, just to see the conditions of it. So we know where we want to put the ball. And again, uh, Mark does a lot of that too, because he's going to be out front of us.
0: Well, great stuff, coach. That was fascinating, you know, for me. And then, you know, I guess last thing we want to know is what, what, what's kind of the schedule upcoming for fans that do want to turn up and support what, what, what what's the uh, schedule of events coming up?
2: So we got girls district uh, next week, March 28th and 29th at Cinco ranch. Uh, T time started at 11 o'clock the following week. Uh, uh, boys are uh, April third, fourth uh, at Cinco Ranch, starting at eleven o'clock. Um, and uh, obviously, we got to get first or second, and we are favored uh, on both sides to get first on, on boys and girls. But in our in our sport, you got to get first or second, it's not four out. That four get out of, out for playoffs is only right. the top two, so you got to be in the top two. And uh, we've been blessed uh, over the past, I would say, almost every year except for maybe two thousand eleven, to uh, have a first or second team get out. So. Um, we are favored uh, uh, this year um, to from boys' and girls' side. Uh, regionals is at Eagle Point, um, April 17th and 18th for girls, uh, 19th and 20th for boys. Um, those are obviously to be determined on T-times, um, but that's out in Mount Bellevue, out on, uh, way okay. on the east side. And then right. state, state for girls is uh, May 15th, 16th. Um, and if the boys make it um, this year, it is the 22nd, 23rd. And then uh, on the twenty fourth, someone will graduate. So wow, uh, it goes right up there. Go, we go right up to the end. And I would love to be—I would love to be in Austin uh, or Georgetown on uh, uh, May uh, 20th, 22nd, second, twenty third. That would be. Oh man, that's you're, be,
0: you're, be awesome. Your your schedule is something else because like you're ramping up for the basically the playoffs, but it's like two months of competition. I mean, it's... yeah, yes. Yeah. Really cool, Coach. Thank you for giving us that look behind the scenes a little bit. It was really enjoyable. And as always, Coach, again, thank you for your time and coming on the show today.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate it. This was a a lot of fun. I look forward to hopefully doing it again.